Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my right is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. What up Dave? What well, going Jimbo? Hey, back from the States. Back from the States, back and better than ever. All whole, no uh, no bullet marks in you? All whole. Trans fats have passed through your system? Oh, not even yet. <laughs> my diet has been absolutely diabolical. So you went to Seattle, right? Uh, Seattle, Portland, Astoria and Vancouver for two mm. days. Vancouver was Awesome. So you went to America and you loved Canada? Yes. <laughs> to, to the point where we're going to Toronto next year. Ooh, um, so Toronto you. in September, October, and we're going to try and catch a Bills game. Ah, yeah, because over the Niagara Falls from uh, It's like the an Bills. hour. Well, we first of all, we're looking at it and we're going to try and catch a game in Detroit. Um, it's like four and a half hours away. Yeah. So I was quite fancy in Detroit, Greenville, Detroit Vikings. Sure. Um, so instead, we're going to go and see the Bills. I'm just hoping it's not the Patriots. Not the Patriots. If it's not the, Patriots, the Patriots, I'm going to watch ice hockey. <laughs> so, yeah. Good man. We went to watch ice hockey this time as well, which was very good. Yep. Um, I got extremely drunk beforehand. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, I thought, had scored. It turned out it was the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> um, and the Canadians were looking at me like they wanted <laughs> to murder me. But they won 5 1, so they didn't care in the end. They take that stuff seriously over there. Oh, man. man. Honestly, we we went a couple. Of, we went last year to watch the Avalanche play in Colorado. Yes, um, and their level of hype in comparison to the Canadians' level of hype, not even on the same Sunday scale. League. Oh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get on with the news, shall we, Dave? Let's yeah. start with well something that's dear to your heart, and that was the retirement <laughs> last week uh, of Brock nice. the Rock. Brock Osweiler is finally retired after a massive seven years in the league, and uh, second rounder in twenty twelve. Picked 28 picks before some quarterback called Russell Wilson. I think oh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, no. he, he won't um, have a career. He did. Well, he got a Super Bowl ring, didn't he? <laughs> he did, and he made a lot of money. He made a lot of money in Texas. A he, huge yes. amount of money, in Texas. <laughs> and then got Cleveland to pay for half of it. I mean, to be fair, the Broncos paid almost n- paid him almost nothing in wages and got a huge amount out of him. Oh and yeah, he play, and he played for us twice, so. Well, yeah, he played. For, yeah, came back to you after uh, his stint in Cleveland, where he didn't actually get a game. He was still playing in. Cle- he was still getting paid in Cleveland because they were paying him the thirty-five million or whatever it was. Yeah, um, and we got him on league minimum. It was basically like, like on loan. Cleveland um, bought a second-round draft pick off the Texans. Was it a first-round draft pick? Sorry, turned out to be Denzel Ward. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's all right. Isn't it? <laughs> That'll do. It's a lot of money, but so uh, yeah, they they he went to the Texans. Yes. Texans paid him. 30 million a year or whatever it was yeah it's a 37 guaranteed yeah and he uh, they realised he was garbage and the Browns came in and said we will pay his salary but you have to give us your first round yeah and the Texans due to the unique way in which they <laughs> trade they went <laughs> okay yeah but then they bummed the whole season because I think they had Tom Savage yeah so mm. Savage was playing who turns out he was rubbish as well yeah. so they might as well have stuck with Osweiler wow I mean you know, they would have had a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, they bummed, ended up picking fourth. So that was the year that the Browns picked first overall, and they got Bacon. No, they got Miles Garrett. Yes, Miles Garrett, and then Denzel Ward, and then Denzel Ward, and then David and Joku later on in the first round. No, that was seventeen. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. Throw me under the bus. And, um, <laughs> Sorry. And then he went to Miami, played a few games there. Yep. I think the thing with Brock Osweiler was that he never really pretended he was great it's just they hyped him up in that Super Bowl run in Denver and uh, and Houston overpaid for him it worked out that he got paid a hundred what sorry 1.38 million per start that equates to 1.12 million per touchdown or 35,000 35 and a half thousand pounds per pass attempt Jesus I mean not bad that's that's all right, you know. Not bad. Well that's done, Brock. Right. And, I mean, uh, he's got a ring, and that's something that Philip Rivers and Derek, Derek Carr will never have. I mean, Mahomes doesn't have one at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's his, come on, it's his third season, dude. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, Brock Osweiler. Um, I think as I always said, in your heart. As I said to you earlier on, he'll miss the league more than the league will miss him. <laughs> okay, but he's not one of those guys who goes away from the league as a mocking figure. Yeah, he goes away from the league, and people go, "He's all right." He was nothing special. Well, he was never great in college, you know. He was sixth best quarterback in the Pac-12, I think. You know, he had a six and six record. He got yep. smashed in the Las Vegas Bowl in his final year. So you know, it was just John Elway picking big, tall quarterbacks. Yes, he was a big, at tall the frame. But I mean, he had a few games where he played for us, where you look at him and go, "He's all right. He's really all right." I mean, his second stint against us, we played against the Colts, 
and he threw a couple of cut touchdowns. One of them was it was a window. I mean, it was so tight, mm. and he nailed it. And you're thinking, why? If you can do that, why can't you throw it twelve yards? I mean, seriously, why can't you throw it twelve yards to an open receiver if you can do that? And it was just a bit. Yeah, but I mean, we had a choice of Simeon, Lynch, and Osweiler. So <laughs> yeah, he threw a lot of three and outs. Yes, he had the most three and outs. So yeah, he had a couple of good throws, but yeah. But Not every enough. now and again, he'd do something amazing and then just completely bum out. <laughs> it was what it was. Flat to deceive. Okay, yeah. so there's, there's Brock Osweiler. A couple of trades going on at the moment, Dave. We're getting close to the deadline, so I'm sure by the time people are listening to this, it's probably uh, out of date in terms of uh, people that have moved. But let's go with the ones that have happened. Most of has gone to the Patriots. Yep. Don't know quite how they managed this because they were playing the Jets on Monday night and then it came through on Tuesday, so... I'm guessing about half time Bill gave up and started <laughs> making the call. I think there's a fairly good chance that they would have called them and within ten minutes. Yeah. Um the Falcons would have said, That's a great deal, yes. Second round pick. A hundred percent that's a great deal. You you liking that deal for the Falcons, are you? Yeah. The Falcons don't need him as a wide receiver. They have good wide receivers other than him. And this I'm gonna be a little skeptical and say that is this the first time that the that the Patriots have really drafted for now to win mm. now because not drafted but traded to win now every trade they've done previously has either been a no-brainer or one for the future or a bit of a maybe this is the first time even with the gordon and uh um, brandon cooks before that brandon even all of those they were all really they were not not gimmies but they were no-brainers to a certain degree when they drafted Brandon Cooks they had almost no one else to pass to I mean yeah. in a wide receiver category so that was a no brainer and you know you get the money back in change so it's fine in terms of signing Antonio Brown and signing um, Gordon, Josh Gordon yeah. I mean they were both free agents you're not giving anything up so hey why not mm-hmm. same goes with Demarius Thomas free agent hey why not yeah. this is the first time they've gone out aggressively and got someone I'm kind of overpaid if he well, come out and said they they got him for a third round, you go, well, that's decent. He's a solid receiver, though, Dave. He's always done well, solid even with the receiver. Bengals. Yeah, he's not going to be a first receiver, yeah. but Gordon's now an IR. They're paying second, second round pick for a second receiver. That's that's rich. That's rich money. But He's done consistently over eight seasons. From their perspective, they're getting a guy they're not paying very much to in the next two years. Mm. And they've got Nikhil Harry coming back off injury as well. So Well, potentially. We'll see how he goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so oh, I thought it was a pretty good move there for the Patriots. I don't think it's a bad move. I think it's a good move all round. Uh, I think if you're if you're the Patriots and you're not expecting a certain tight end to come be, be oh, coming not. back anytime no, soon, no, no, no. we'll see. Um, <laughs> I believe that conspiracy theory for a while, but I don't yeah. believe it anymore. If you are expecting, if you are, if you're needing that. Uh, wide receiver to come in then it's good for you because again you're not paying him very much and he's solid mm-hmm. um, if you're the Falcons it's giving you extra ca- capital because you need to go out and draft defensive talent you absolutely have to um, for some reason they spent it all on the offensive line last season <laughs> um, which is coming back to bite him in the bum so good deal all around uh, Emmanuel Sanders yes. your Emmanuel Sanders Dave has gone to the Niners you sent Sanders in the fifth round pick for a third and a fourth round pick. Yeah. Unfortunately, those third and fourth round picks are probably not going to be at the top of the order. No. Probably quite low down. No, well. very low down, I think, for the Niners this year. Um, this has been on the cards since the beginning of the season. Probably since last season. Not necessarily to the 49ers. Um, but he signed a new deal towards the end of last year. Uh, I think it's a $10 million deal. Right. Um, then injured his Achilles almost instantly. Has come back, looked very good at the beginning of the season, but this is the same thing. Is it's exactly the same thing is going to happen with Chris Harris. We're probably going to have to trade them, mm. and it was the same thing that happened last year with Demarius Thomas. We sent him off to the Texans to get some capital because we know we can't resign him. If we resign him next year, it has to be on like a sixteen million dollar deal because they have that whole over twenty, uh, over thirty, yeah, the vet deal, isn't yeah, there, the yeah. vet deals. So we can't resign him. Whereas if the 49ers sign him, they don't have that deal. They don't have that guarantee because they take over a current contract and basically re-sign him as a free agent. Right. Same goes exactly the same for Chris Harris. If we re-sign him next season, it's going to be a $50 million deal, Mm. which we're not going to do. We can't do. Your your window's kind of closed now. You had that Super Bowl window. You won a Super Bowl, which is the important thing. Yep. 
but now it's time to kind of we hunker just, down, hibernate we, for a few years. Well, and, a lot uh, of the players who were there then are coming towards that part of their career where you have to pay them big, i.e. Shaq Barrett. Yeah. So they get moved on. Mm. Or you retain them like Miller. We're, yep. we're paying Miller 18 million a season. We can't be doing that with everyone. Or you have to move those players on like um, Tremaine Brock, Sua Cravens, and the aforementioned Harrison Sanders. So good luck to them. I mean, it also helps that Elway and Lynch, Lynch is obviously the GM in San Francisco, a good friend. He is, yeah. So, yep, good move for him. Um, they got another wide receiver to add to the list. Because obviously, you know, Marquis Goodwin's not been playing for a while. I think he's still injured. So Again. Dante Pettis is just coming back from an injury. Yep. Um, they haven't had a lot of, of targets up there. So, yeah, I think he's a solid receiver. A solid receiver. It's a good pickup for both teams. And I think good value probably for both teams as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's a pretty fair trade, in all honesty. Don't be surprised if he all, all of a sudden becomes a league leader in receptions. Because <laughs> he's got great hands. I mean, he's, he was drafted by the uh, Steelers, so you'll know as well. He, I do, he had, yeah. He had, he had, he's always had good hands. Yeah. Not not the quickest, not the greatest in terms of separation or in leaping. But... Possession receiver, very, yeah. very good. Two more to talk about then. Quandre Diggs gone to the Seahawks, the safety, and a 2021 seventh round pick for a 2020 fifth round pick. So Seahawks have managed to pick up another safety there. Obviously, they lost Del Thomas, they lost Cam Chancellor over the last couple of years. So, Quandre Diggs is a pretty good uh, replacement. Obviously, not quite as good as them, but hmm. still relatively solid uh, player for the Lions. Darius Slay wasn't happy about this. I don't know if you saw this, Dave, but uh, the Lions cornerback <laughs> tweeted, this is some bullshit here, <laughs> when uh, he found out that <laughs> his teammate had been uh, traded. That is that uh, more... a good. I think that's, that's worked for the Seahawks. I don't know quite what the Lions are doing there. Yeah, I mean, is. Is that again? The Lions aren't going to be winning the division, so they know they're getting capital for it. They've him. been screwed by the referees, pretty much. They should be top of that division right now. But it, it does make change on someone else shouting about referees not named the Saints because <laughs> um, that's normally their role. But again, good value all around. You're not looking at it thinking you're angry about it. It just seems good value for everyone. Yeah. Well, better value for the Seahawks, I think, because giving up a fifth round pick mm. and you get a seventh rounder back, and you get Quandre Diggs, who's you know, solid. There's a fairly good chance that this may end up earning them a conditional pick as well because yeah. of, in terms of um, capital loss, so it mm. might not be a bad thing. They yeah. might end up getting another conditional pick out of it, which is two-fifths for a player who not really doing much might work out okay. It's the dark arts that we don't really know about. This about is all these trades. Uh, the last one then before we move on, Gary and Conley has gone to the Houston Texans. He was a first-rounder back in 2017 for yep. the, the Raiders. Picked up, was it 24th pick 24, or something? 24, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just he's David and Joking. Yeah, he's gone for a 2020 third round pick. Thanks, Dave. Uh, so that proves really that the Gary and Conley experiment hasn't worked for Oakland. They hoped he would come in and be a, a shutdown corner, more of a sit down corner. Uh, yes. It surprises me. What I'm not going to last. This, this, this trade surprises me because the Raiders, I don't think, are a terrible team. And I use the word terrible in bold. Here we go. This is more AFC West love. No, no, no. Go it's on. not love at all. I'm just saying they're not terrible. Them. I still think they're shit, but they're not terrible. <laughs> not terrible, but they're shit. Offensively, they're not bad. Defensively, they've got big holes, and I don't think they're a great team. No. And they've just let go Gary and Connolly, who's, again, not lit the, he hasn't lit the league up, but why let a defensive player go? Because that's where your problems are. It just seems a bit of an odd choice. Well, I guess they thought third round was the best they could get for him, so... Maybe. Best to cut losses. Because, yeah. obviously, you know, it was 2017. He's going to be asking for a contract soon. Premier, best not to let another season of, you know, low production but again, uh, damages stock anymore. The strange thing is the Texans giving up more picks. They just don't like <laughs> the draft, do they? Because no. they haven't got a first. They haven't got a third. I don't think a second's knocking around anytime soon. So it's just a bit weird. Te- yeah, Texans are just averse to picks. Yeah, they don't like it. They don't <laughs> like picks. Let's talk about the games then, Dave. I'm tired of talking about trades. Let's talk about games, all right? Yes. So week seven happened. Uh, you weren't in the in the country, but you were in that country yes. for most of them. So let's talk about Thursday night. It was your Denver Broncos. Listen, man. Do we have to? At the, <laughs> we won't be long on it. At the, so the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos finished 30-6. to six mm. to, the, uh, to the Chiefs. You got your six points in the first... Uh, first quarter it was the first was drive first drive didn't you get a touchdown then went for two yeah that's right didn't get the two nope 
<laughs> the only real thing that happened in this game was that obviously Patrick Mahomes suffered a dislocated kneecap on a fourth and short early in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, before he got hurt, though, Mahomes became the fastest player in NFL history to throw for seven and a half thousand yards in just his twenty-fifth game. I couldn't give a toss about any of what you just said. <laughs> I'm still mourning. You're in mourning, are you? Yeah, a little bit. Well, well let me give you the story of my day, Harry. Be went, quick. Right? <laughs> went into, went into, we were in a bar. We were drinking this yellow stuff that Americans call lager, which okay. really wasn't. Um, I was quite well oiled watching the game, and uh, we scored on the opening draw, and I'm like, yeah, liking this. And then that was it. We uh, we peaked early and there, and there was nothing else left to say about it. You Orson Wells that game, didn't you? Yeah, we completely shit the bed. I mean, it, <laughs> the problem was there were so many times when we were so close to converting a third down, or it was just we were constantly short and we were just that little bit. You converted one of thirteen third down. Yeah, but if you look at the stats, how many times were we were we then fourth and two, or fourth and three, or we weren't? It wasn't like we were fourth and eighteen. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, yeah. We weren't miles away. There were so many times we were just close. But it was what it was. I mean, the scoreline doesn't lie in this game. We just didn't no. convert any chances. It's as simple as that. Eight sacks on Joe Flacco as well. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs only had 11 sacks going into the game, so that was quite yeah. nice of you to bump up their stats for no, the season. You know, you've got to do what you got to do, haven't you? <laughs> and Matt Moore came in, looked okay, completed 10 of 19 throws for 117 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Very important for a backup quarterback. The thing is, he came in and I don't think he completed a throw over about 13 yards. Don't they, need they to. They schemed. They did the exact... And this is this is where you look at it and you say, okay, Andy Reid is... He's the guy for a reason, you know. He comes yeah. in and says, "Don't you don't need to throw it more than 10 yards. So they didn't. And huh. that's literally all it was. He just went, there you go, there you Dink go, and, and that was it, yeah. And yeah, they were steady, and that was absolutely fine. I think of a quarterback that wears number twelve that does that for a living. So yeah, he's done all right as well. He's done okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to say anything more about the game. I want to say one thing. What, what? Um, with Mahomes being out, how long is he out for? Because I heard earlier on today that he's actually throwing. <laughs> they, they have not ruled him out for this weekend's game, which is it is ridiculous. But uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see yeah. how it goes. They might just be smoke screening it, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Let's move on to Sunday then, to one of the great games of the weekend, the Buffalo Bills at home to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Stop laughing, dude. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo won the game 31-21, to but this was a tight game. Yeah. Miami Dolphins were in this for three quarters, and then in the fourth, Buffalo reeled off 22 points. Um, Josh Allen, 111 rating. Fitzpatrick only got 88 on the rating. Yep. Uh, Tredavious White he forced two second half turnovers Mike Hyde returned an offside, onside kick for a touchdown yeah what a leap as well he jumped about 15 feet he did it. Yeah. it was amazing and it was the Josh Allen leading uh, touchdown drives following each of the Dolphins turnovers that really uh, I think sealed this, the game this was another example really of seeing how Josh Allen is a great athlete <laughs> not a great not a great he's a great tight end yeah he's a great athlete he really is but he's not a tight end. It's not a tight end. He's, he's not a, a he's typical. A very boy. He's not a typical quarterback, and it's almost like they've said, "Okay, we know we know you're not a pocket passer. You're going to be mobile, and we're going to scheme for you." And that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami were very close. I had the Bills' defense as well. Yeah, in fantasy. You were hoping so for I thought, more. Yeah, I thought the Dolphins aren't going to be scoring much. Turns out that wasn't true. No, no. You know? Um, so they led for a lot of the game um, and looked better with Fitzpatrick in than, than Rosen. they do with Josh Rosen Mr. Mr. Please bench me well it it does make me wonder because it almost looks as though the defen- the offensive line try harder for <laughs> I know they oh, don't magic. yeah I know they don't but outrageous yeah so the defensive line didn't do too well the Dolphins defensive tackle Christian Wilkins got ejected in the first half for throwing a punch at Bills tackle Cody Ford yeah um, first round pick this year for Christian Wilkins can't be good can't be easy when you're one of the top draft picks and you, you turn up at the Dolphins who decide to uh, wait until next year before they start playing so maybe a little bit of frustration just spilling over there but um, don't start punching someone with a helmet on come on Christian you're better than that <laughs> don't know what's going to happen in terms of any uh, suspension from the game but uh, at the moment it was just you got ejected if you throw a punch you normally suspension follows 
Yeah, exactly. But I haven't heard anything, so mm. who knows? Or even cares at this point, you know, it's the Dolphins. So uh, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, the other team that are hotly trying to get the number one overall pick. Uh, they played the Jacksonville Jaguars in Cincinnati, ended up 27 to 17 in the Jags' favour. Gardner Minshew getting the win. Um, Andy Dalton, let's just one touchdown, I mean, three interceptions. Uh, yeah. The thing is, when you say that one in, what three one touchdown three interceptions yeah. it sounds bad it is bad now it, when you explain that those three interceptions came in a five throw period yeah within five attempts yeah. there was three interceptions it was insane he threw a pick six came out straight next one boom threw a pick six again yeah or, it was all sorry, sort of threw an interception it was unbelievable it was like the absolute destruction of a human mind He's watching a person just fall into a puddle of skin. How bad can they get? I mean, they're looking worse and worse and worse every week. I said a few weeks ago I didn't mind watching them because they were boneheads and they were a bit stupid, but they were still making plays. Terrible. Not anymore. Absolutely terrible. In their first five possessions, Dave, the Bengals ran 18 plays and managed 20 yards. Yeah, yeah. I I heard that the, um, the other day, and it was it's shocking. It is... Unbelievable. I mean, this this could be the team that eventually wins the first overall pick. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, this reminds me of the Browns in the what last season. Well, the season before last, when they went winless, because that Browns team in sixteen, they or seventeen, they were trying, but they were just that bad. They yeah, couldn't win. They were horrific. And the Bengals seem like they're trying, but they just they can't get out of their own way. They've got so a they lot fail. of injuries though. They've got a lot of injuries, especially not on wide receivers as well. Not for their starters, though, Dave. Not you've got, mm. you know, you've got Andy Dalton. You've got okay, you've got AJ Green, but you've got everyone else up there. You've still got, got Joe Mixon, who was scoring the points last season. Yeah, but Joe Mixon doesn't have an Gino offensive Atkins line is in still there, defensive tackle. Mm, yeah, okay, but Joe Mixon does not have an offensive line in front of him to block. And if you're mm. a running back and you don't have an offensive line, you're not going to get yards. You're just not. He managed last season with a, pretty much the same line. Yeah, but they weren't spending what when he's running as well. He's is a lot of the time he's not running the short yards that he would have previously. It wouldn't have been two and four, you know. It wouldn't have been yeah good field position as well. And you knew you could burn him over the top with um, outside threats. They just don't have that. So you can pack no. the box and stop the run. It's just hard. Well, you and, can't you can't leave it on Dalton's shoulders. Is what we're well, saying as usual. Ever no. Do the thing is, they're picking high in the draft. There's a lot of holes in there. They have to go and get a new quarterback. They just have to. Or pick someone up in free agency. They have to go and get someone, though. Let's talk about the Jags quickly, because obviously they did get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gardner Minshew, that's no interception in four away games, which is very good news for him. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 145 yards. So that's good to see his production's improving. Uh, Josh Allen, their first-round pick, got a fifth sack in five games. The... The thing that stood out for me when I watched them is the amount of times I saw Minshew missing open targets. Right. Real, real concern. I don't know what his completion percentage ratio was. Let's have a look. He was 15 of 32. Oh, that, that, 255 yards. That says a huge amount. So one below 50%. Not below 60%, the magic number, below 50%. He had a, he had a worse QBR than Andy yeah. Dalton. Not was, by much, but... Only what was his QBR? 33.6. Okay, if you pull out of the snap, and ground it, you get forty. <laughs> Genuinely, you do. All right, okay, but he won the game. All right, he okay, no, he won the game. But it concerned me. There's, there's quite a few times when there was just you sort of looking, going, "What are you seeing?" Well, if you want to be less concerned, then Nick Foles is going to be eligible for Week Eleven. He started practicing again this week, so cool. They I think it's going to be a move. But he is a he's a backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Oh no, I have nothing. Against draft him. at the start of the game. I have nothing against him whatsoever. It's his rookie season. He's he thrown in picked up in the 23rd round or whatever it was yeah. and he's been thrown in and he's done very well he got a win against us so I'm not yeah. you know I'm not I'm not hating on him by any means he just missed some very simple throws some very simple throws and it just it surprised me that I thought he was better than that it's probably a good time for the Bengals to be coming to London because their yes. fans were not happy with them throughout most of the game um, and they got a home game in London this weekend have you heard about the shopkeeper um, yeah, yeah, Cincinnati. yeah. I mentioned that in the pod last week. Did you? Oh, okay. You probably heard it from that, Dave. No, I, I saw it on TV. Made the, the, bet. the guy who was doing the interview, yeah. Right. <laughs> bless Still him. up on top of that restaurant roof. Oh, bless him. 
Let's move on. Let's move on to the NFC North matchup between the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. Minnesota Vikings came out on top 42 points to 30. Kirk Cousins having a great game again. 141.4 rating for Cousins. Uh, He's the first QB in league history to throw for at least 300 yards with a 130-plus passer rating in three straight games. So after being chewed out by his um, offensive partners, he's decided (laughs) to turn it on and uh, break some records. So congratulations to Kirk Cousins on that. Big game as well for Dalvin Cook, 149 yards and two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs caught seven of eight passes for 142 yards. On the other side, Marvin Jones, 93 yards and four yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, Marvin Jones was ridiculous. Yeah, he's not done that all season. I can vouch for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, you've got him in fantasy, have you? Oh, uh, yes. on your bench. He was on my bench, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't know what's happening with the Vikings and why suddenly Cousins has turned into this league MVP. I mean, was it that he's coming with this huge sort of guaranteed contract and it's got that kind of treading gingerly going don't look stupid don't you know you don't want to make an ass of yourself yeah no. don't don't look like a prat basically and yeah. all of a sudden everyone's come out chewed him up and he's gone sod it I'm just going to go for it because the amount of times previously when he'd have tip passes he'd led the league for like four seasons running on tip passes because he would constantly be throwing late and he, he wasn't just being decisive and he always set back and it was exactly one of the things that the Redskins fans were saying he wasn't a decisive quarterback who you could hang your hat on yeah um, since he's been chewed out by every man and his dog he's coming and thinks sorry I'm going to go for it and it helps that he's got the best rusher in the league statistically this season he is Delvin Cook's top of it's great to see him healthy yards. because this is what we missed last season really oh, yeah. he, he looked this good for about four games and then went down for the year and what's I think the thing that I like most about watching Delvin Cook is the way he runs away from people so he sort of gets that separation and then you'll see a defensive back try and intercept him and he just keeps on running by him and running by him <laughs> it's like watching Usain Bolt on like the last 100 metres of a 200 metre race and he just continues to run away from everyone and just like shit he's quick <laughs> and it's just amazing to watch him normally I like, I like watching a back in that tackle and skip away but him it's just amazing to keep him just rush past everyone it is brilliant yeah to keep accelerating um, yeah, well, it means that the the Vikings now are two wins clear of Chicago in the NFC North, one behind the Packers. What happens now in the NFC North, Dave? Who's um, winning this thing? Because it's a bit of a tricky one to call. I think it's out of Green Bay and the Vikings. If the Vikings carry on being reckless in the be- in the good sense, yeah, there's a bloody good chance they can end up winning the league. If I'm honest, um, some of those throws that that. Um, Cousins were making. It's the fact that I mean, trying. the one he threw to Thielen for the touchdown was just one of those kind of special ones, you know, where he he held onto it, play action, and he managed to get a beautiful throw right into a tight window. Yeah, um, for that touchdown pass. Unfortunately, though, that was the one that injured Thielen. But yeah. that's not Cousins' fault. No, no, absolutely not. There are some people blaming him though, which is weird. Just <sighs> um, people want to hate. But yeah, and he went into the advertising hall then at the back. Yeah, and everyone thought he injured his knee. Turns out it's hamstring. All right. So, who knows how long he'll be out for. Well, they've got some other ones to throw at. Yeah. <laughs> I still like Treadwell, um, but he's not Thielen. That's the thing. No. So, But I think one of the big bonuses that they have, one of the big sort of strengths that they have is their line. They've got... A, and the fact that you, as a defence coming up against them, you have to cover secondary because you know you can get torched over the top because now they've got a quarterback who's just going for it and you have to cover the run as well so it works kind of both ways it's good balance on the offence great balance and this is what we should have been seeing at the beginning of the season and haven't been let's talk about another balanced offence and that's the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. they were at home to the Oakland Raiders and they won 42 points to 24 Aaron Rodgers went absolutely nuts with a perfect QBR sorry perfect um, rating of 158.3 QBR 97.2 uh, he threw five touchdowns zero interceptions he ran one in as well. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, two of three catches for 133 yards in the touchdown. Um, it was just one of those games where you weren't stopping that Packers offense. No. Especially if you're the Raiders' defense. <laughs> as you mentioned already. Yes. Uh, the the bright spark on for the Raiders came on offense. So Josh Jacobs, he ran for 134 yards. Uh, Darren Waller caught seven of eight passes for 126 yards and two touchdowns. Which is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, but other than that, 
I think you're seeing the difference in an elite quarterback. And a I think you're seeing the difference game manager in, quarterback in an elite team. Because um, all over, all over the field, the Packers are elite. All over the field, no Raiders aren't. <laughs> <laughs> well, even even without that, you as a good quarterback, you're turning um, average wide receivers into good wide receivers. Yeah. Um, so they are a very very good team all over, especially in defense as well. Rogers was actually smiling this week. That's what yes. I said a couple of weeks ago. He just looks miserable. Yeah. This week actually he looked like he was quite happy. Yeah. Well, you would be. If you're throwing five touchdowns and then you get one sack in the whole game, yeah. I'm rushing one in. Yeah, I'm rushing, yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's the relationship and the interaction between him and Matt the Flower look a lot better uh, on the sidelines. Because previously they'd walk around and they'd say little things to each other and etc. But now they're sort of seeming to build up that relationship, which is interesting. We'll see how it develops, but yeah. uh, at and least it was a good result. For it the also helps they've got uh, Blake Martinez who. I think he's a linebacker who's got the most yeah. tackles in the league out of everyone so far. So they're just kind of saying to him, go and be a ball hawk. Go and be the guy I've who... mentioned Martinez before. I've noticed no, I'm, that I'm guy. Not saying you haven't. I'm, yeah. saying you haven't. I'm <laughs> just saying he is a difference maker. He's he the good. guy who's... And it's the dirty tackles that he's doing as well, the ones inside the box and outside of them, rather than just having that guy who you trade for two first-round picks who have the TV cameras on him all the time covering Julio Jones. Not that I'm bitter or anything, but there you go. <laughs> it's like having the goalkeeper who does the TV dives. Yeah. He's the one coming and collecting crosses who really, really gives you the benefits. Yeah, um, Let's go on to a very tight game. It was the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts, AFC South matchup, and it was the Colts, the under-the-radar Indianapolis Colts, Dave, that got the win here. 30 points to 23. Jacoby Brissett had 126.7 rating on this game. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Zach Pascal had a day. Six catches, 106 yards and two touchdowns. A touchdown for T.Y. Hilton and a beautiful touchdown catch by Eric Ebron helped ease Indy past the Texans in the end. Yeah, that Ebron catch was pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, the fact they uh, they called it... Um, what was it? They called it a uh, no catch and then had to... I thought, no, there's no it. way he got down with, yeah. that, with the ball in his hand. But uh, yeah. yeah, replay showed he did. I don't know how he managed it because he's a tight end. <laughs> and he's he had on my no bench. right to make that. And he's on my bench in fantasy as well. <laughs> <laughs> could have been worse. Could have yeah. could have caught four touchdown passes. But uh, that means that India have scored at least twenty three points in eleven consecutive home games. Yes, and they've won thirteen of the last sixteen home games as well. Uh, thirteen of the last sixteen games as well. Yeah, and the Colts defense hasn't allowed a hundred yard runner in twenty four straight games. It is ridiculous. It's abs- their defense is so good. I mean, look at their secondary; it is properly good. Rocky Sin, Darius Leonard, Malik Hooker. Yeah, I mean stars. And I'm their offensive s- line, their offensive line. I mean, they got Costanzo. Um, uh, what was his name? Nelson. Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you remember Costanzo before Nelson? I like Costanzo. <laughs> I just bought him on Madden. That was the right. That's oh, one of the reasons why. Oh my why. god! But um. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're a rookie, I want to say not rookie, but if it's your first big job carrying a team, then you want an offensive line that's going to give you time. And the one thing that he has is that time and that ability to pick his pass and just take his time and do everything that he needs to do to run through his progressions. Yeah, Other people who are doing that, like, I don't know, Travitsky, for example, don't have that time because their line isn't that good. And it also means that they've got um, a rushing, uh, you know, a rushing game that's not full of elite players like Marlon Mack, for example. But he's the ninth best running back in the league. He's doing, of, he's doing well because of that line, yeah. Exactly. If you put him in with almost any other team, with any other line, he's not going to be ninth best quarterback. <laughs> I mean, imagine if they had. He's ninth still best good running though. Back. He's he's okay. Okay, that's absolutely fine. I'll I'll take that. He's quite good. Imagine if they had an elite running back in that line. Imagine if they had Dalvin Cook. I don't want to imagine that. Oh, <laughs> imagine be, that. It'd be filthy. But one last thing on Brissett is that six of his incompletions were throwaways as well. So his stats actually are much better than even his uh, twenty-six of thirty-nine makes out. Yeah, and the fact he doesn't turn the ball over too much is a big thing. I mean, it's what I used to say about Terod Taylor at um, Buffalo. He might not be brilliant, but he's good on his feet and doesn't doesn't throw massive amounts of turnovers. No, no. Uh, it was still a good game for the Texans. I mean. Uh, Hopkins and Stills got over 100 yards receiving. Hopkins got a touchdown as well. Just not good enough against the Colts. Yeah, they're um, they're bloody dangerous. I think. In yeah. The so we've got to take them seriously now. I mean, it, they are the two 
AFC South teams who are really the one the standout candidates for the playoffs. Oh I yeah. Think if one whoever doesn't win the division, there's a fairly good chance that, that it's going to be the wildcard team. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it'd be a shame if they weren't really going through because I think they represent the AFC quite well. Yeah, I think the the only thing that really is keeping the Colts back from being an elite team is a quarterback. And as much as I like Brissett, he's not the Sean Watson. Do you know what I mean? He's not. No, he's, he's not. Not no. that elite quarterback. Imagine they. Imagine if they had that elite quarterback. Like I don't know, Andrew Luck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, right? Imagine this team with with a healthy Just Andrew Luck. Just how good Jacoby Brissett's been, and you're already slighting him. Come no, on. no, no, that's fine. But he's got good stats. He looks decent. He's got a chance he's to a grow, steady Eddie. Absolutely. If you're in the playoffs and it's a one-off game, you want mm. someone else there. You see what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> um, a but they're they're a dangerous team. I agree. I think they're a team that. Um, does and should rely on its lines and its secondary. Yes. Let's move on then. The mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals played the New York Giants in New York and got the win. 27 points to 21. Uh, good game for Chase Edmonds. 150 good, yards and good three touchdowns. Game. Good game. Good game. And the award for Under- understatement <laughs> of the century. <laughs> Whenever we talk about Saquon Barkley coming back, he got 80 yards and a touchdown, but it was Chase Edmonds who stepped in. There was a, there was a thing I I saw of rookie running back, um, the most picked up player each week. Um, yeah, in fantasy, there's so every week there's a player who gets picked up. Yeah, and he has a one hundred percent pickup ratio in leagues now. Every, yeah, from this week, <laughs> every single league in the world. I think I drafted him. You should use him. You <laughs> I think I dropped him. him. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it. And every single league has picked him up. I mean, well, yeah. that's, there's only a handful of players who have that. It is, it's insane. He just had a great game. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it is a leaky Giants defense. Let's have yeah. it right. But uh, I mean, there was one of one of his touchdowns where he ran forward and dropped the shoulder and just sent the defender and just carried on running straight. It was it was brilliant. To yeah. watch. Yeah. really good to watch. Uh, that's the third straight win for the Cards. Yep. So good result for them. Four sacks for Chandler Jones on the day. Eight and a half for the season now for Chandler. That's uh, Daniel Jones watch. <laughs> twenty-two of thirty-five for two hundred twenty-three yards, one touchdown, one interception. Lost two fumbles. I don't think it matters. No, no, you don't. No, because he's better than Eli. So, <laughs> no, I'm right, aren't I? I don't think so. Oh, I do. I think he's Maybe better, than, quicker. better than Eli. So, I don't care at the moment how many mistakes he makes. Just let him sit in there and learn and do his thing because it, it doesn't matter. All right. Um, this Giants team is not great. So, it's if, like a sixth overall pick into this guy. No, no, the Giants team overall isn't great. Right. So every loss they get takes them up the draft <laughs> rankings, which might be a great thing. So I, for me, let him do his thing. He's still in. Everyone expects quarterbacks to be great because you drafted them high. They picked him high because he was their guy. They believe in him. So bit be like patient Trubisky. with him. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't move up for him. That's the main thing. Um, Arizona, I want to ask you this. All right. Arizona. Yeah. They've started putting some form together and started looking a lot better. And despite my better judgment, this Vance Joseph defense is looking okay. Tremaine mm. Brock is looking like something we never saw him have in Denver, and that's talent. Anyway, oh, it sounds like some jealousy coming out of there. It's not, it's not jealousy. Our defense is still better than theirs. But how good are they, really? Because they're, they're starting to string some wins together. I mean, they're in, for me, the best league in football right now. The best division. Best division in football right now. Well, it's tough in that division. Yeah, oh, it's rough. You <laughs> it's wouldn't want to be the meat grinder. You wouldn't want to be the card. They're going to be the bottom of the division for a little while to come. Yeah, but um, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, their division is the LA Rams, Super Bowl runners up last year. Yeah. Uh, the only NFC unbeaten team. team, which yeah. is 49ers, um, and the Seattle Seahawks, who I think are 5 and 2. I think five. Oh yeah. yeah. Something like that. So I mean as far as divisions go, that's that's pretty hot. Um wh- how good are they? They are pretty good. You know, they've got a rookie quarterback in their first overall pick. Um they've got a brand new head coach in Cliff Kingsbury, playing a new kind of offence, so they've got to get used to it. Got Christian Kirk's been injured for most of this season. Uh he was a good rookie wide receiver last year. 
So he's going to come back. So I think got limited practice this week, so he's going to come back over this week or next. Um, that's going to be a, a massive boost for the offense. Um, you've got one of the, the most outstanding wide receivers ever there still. And cornerbacks. Came and cornerbacks, yeah. I mean, you might get traded still, Patrick Peterson, but you yeah. never know. Chandler Jones is playing out of his skin again. Uh, so, yeah, they've got some pieces there, but... They've got some holes as well. No, they've still got a lot of holes. So they work on the line. Need to, you know, I like their running back duo of David Johnson and Chase Edmonds. Need some more time to grow. It's a bit early to be sticking him in a starting lineup in fantasy, but uh, no, I think there's there's reason for positivity in in Arizona, and they've definitely turned the worst team in the league last year into a oh, then, middle then, of the road team now. Or they're you know, not even in that conversation. No, if you're sitting there naming top twenty. Yeah, if you're sitting there naming the top the the top ten worst teams, you don't mention the cards. You no, ju- you just don't. No, you can't mention the team that's won three games straight. Nope. Let's go on then. Let's talk about two seconds about this game. It was San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. uh, at the Washington Redskins. Now Donald Trump talks about draining the swamp in Washington. <laughs> He's not doing a very good job at it. If you looked at that pitch last Sunday, ended up being nine nothing. Robbie Gould getting all the points yeah. for kicking the ball. Uh, there's no point talking about this game it was just a complete washout in every sense of the word yeah fastest NFL game in because they all when yeah. it's raining like that all everyone does is run the ball because you can't throw it not stopping the George clock. Kittle got three fantasy points three <laughs> he got three three that's quite, quite incredible because they handed it off and he did a run he did an <laughs> end around gutted I know Eric Ebron so anyway yeah, yeah. so another um, win for the 49ers they came through in a pinch uh, Joey but. Nick Bosa Nick getting Bosa. a sack. Yeah. yeah. So I liked his celebration at the end. Yeah, slip and Apparently, slide at the end. They, so the radio announcer for the Redskins um, went a bit nuts, said, we won't forget this, we'll get you back. Oh, they yeah, didn't right. like the celebrations, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> um, yeah, it was what it was. Yep, let's move on. The LA Chargers at the Tennessee Titans and Jesus Tennessee Christ. getting the win, 23 points to 20. Um, great game for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he got two touchdowns, just one interception, only two sacks on him. It got a rating of 120.1. Um, on the other side, I mean, Rivers did okay. Two touchdowns, 108 rating. But, uh, yeah, it was only 39 rushing yards for LA. Well, this isn't a surprise. They needed 40 yards to win the game. Their, their rushing all season has been pretty pants, if I'm honest. What? Well, I'm what, sorry. Apart, apart from Austin Eckler. Okay. Austin Eckler. How many rushing yards has he got this season? Less than Joe Mixon. Less than 250 rushing yards. Has he? Yes. The most amount oh, of rushing, receiving yards. The it? most amount of rushing yards he's got yeah. is 66. <laughs> he's below Joe Mixon. He got 118 he's yards below. in this game. One touchdown, but it was all, no. all receiving. Rushing yards. Yeah, rushing, yeah. On the ground. <laughs> so there's loads of people saying, oh, we, they should let Austin Eckler run it in. No, they shouldn't. No, Melvin Gordon's the better runner. Melvin Gordon is the better runner, and he's the guy. He just needs to stop fumbling it. Yeah, I think he's still got it's in. It's as simple as that. Yeah, well, they had three goes at that goal line, and well, I think he what? got in two of them at least. I'm sorry, man. doesn't matter what you think. No, no. <laughs> it matters what the guy's in. I it matters to my fantasy team. I agree. But... I was looking at it going, that, that's in. That 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 is in. Because there's yeah. one they had directly yeah. on the line. I'm thinking, you broke the plane on that. If that was in LA, I think it would have been in. But it was uh, in Tennessee. No, if they were home. Well, there is no home. No, they don't have a home. Ground. <laughs> so or, ten- sorry, if it wasn't Tennessee, if they're in London, there's a good chance because that's the closest they get to a home ground nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't believe that they are a good enough team to make the playoffs this season. Oh no, I think they are the candidate in the NFL for a team who is blatantly missing a injured player right now, um, and that is Derwin James. Mm. I think they miss him more than any other team misses one player who's not currently in their team. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I, two I, two sacks for Joey Bosa. Yep. So that that wasn't bad for him. Good to see a sack from Jeffrey Simmons as well, who's off IR and playing for the first time for Tennessee. Their first round draft pick that they kind of assumed wasn't going to play this season because uh, they drafted him injured. But uh, yeah, good good for him and 108 yards and a touchdown for Derek Henry as well. So. Nice to see a balanced offense there from Tennessee. <laughs> something they haven't had recently, but uh, with Marietta on the bench, Tannehill's taking a claim there. So yep. uh, best of luck to Tannehill. We've got four games left. New Orleans at Chicago. <laughs> 36-25, to 25, New Orleans getting the win. 
Um, Bears managed four first downs in the first three quarters, Dave. I mean... Oh, those those touchdowns for Trubisky were in the fourth quarter just for padding. Yeah, yeah, but that's Please be under no illusions about what happened here. Absolute definition of garbage time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the seven points in the first quarter for Chicago was the Coronel Patterson uh, kick return, 103 yards, whatever oh, it was. Coronel Patterson this week was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, he was their best offensive and defensive player. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> there was one point where he went into the end zone, um, an interception was thrown, and he batted it out of the defensive back's hands. Yeah. Um, to prevent the interception so yes unbelievable this was supposed to be a tough game for New Orleans you know up against the Chicago defense one of the best defenses in the league but and they had no Alvin Kamara so Latavius Murray steps in as the backup 150 yards and two touchdowns for Murray Michael Thomas 131 yards in the air they just weren't slowing down Teddy Bridgewater and they ain't got the the quarterback to keep up with that kind of pace so you can't be a team and rely on your defense for the, them to only score less than 20 points every week. You just can't yeah. do that. Um, they they don't have an outstanding wide receiver. I mean, Alan, Alan Robinson's okay. He's good. He's, he's, he wouldn't be the lead receiver at most teams. Uh-huh. Um, they don't really have a star running back. Um, I like Tariq Cohen, but... He's but more, they're not using David Montgomery. They should be using him more than Well, there's are. a reason. Why aren't they using him? <laughs> I thought everyone's asking Matt Nagy. But there must be a reason. They're not just going. Now nah, we don't need. We don't need a. We don't need a running back. There must be a reason for it. I mean, the other running back, Tariq Cohen, is great to have. He's a gadget he is, guy, yeah, yeah. but he's more of a receiving running back and mm-hmm. um, punt returner. Nothing wrong with it. No, they don't have the quarterback. Their line is okay. Defensively, they are stellar. They have, but they've gone from being the best defense in the league to being a very good defense. And there's nothing wrong with being a very good defense, but they're no longer the elite defense in the league. And it's going to be interesting moving forward. Is gash. They were getting a lot of booze in yes. that game because he was throwing wide. Yeah. No, he was not even close. No. I. I'm going to eat some humble, humble pie now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm going to strap in for this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's happening there? So, when Trubisky was first drafted, yes. you were the person shouting louder than anyone I've ever known ever. <laughs> saying it's a bum pick and I was yeah. like alright just give the guy a chance I mean he played six games in college or something, <laughs> something stupid, stupid yeah something no horrifically games. low it amount. was really really low and I was like alright let's just leave him you know it'll be alright give the benefit of the doubt I tend to do that an awful lot yeah, yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt in his first season I think it was him and Mike Glennon Mike Glennon was the starter and he took over the starters role yeah because Glennon loves throwing interceptions yeah um, he's earning a lot of money though yeah. and he wasn't doing particularly brilliant. He looked a bit like Daniel Jones. Every now and again, showing flashes of something being there, but it's still a bit of a 50 50. It's a flicker of a pilot light. Yeah, <laughs> so you're like going, well, let him develop into something. Give him that time, give him mm-hmm. the patience, and he'll mm-hmm. be fine. It was a similar thing when Russell Wilson came in. He didn't look amazing straight away. You're going, there's something there, but he's still got one or two things in. And then all of a sudden, something clicked, and you're like, Russell Wilson's elite. And you're waiting for that moment to kick in. We're still waiting for that moment to kick in. I'm not waiting. But I know, it's getting not gonna come. worse. It's not going to come. So what's basically <laughs> happened, as far as I can see, is the the Bears gave him an easy scheme. Yeah. So similar to what you've done with Rudolph this season, when Roethlisberger yep. crashed, yep. injured, you come in and say we're going to run slants and a couple of go routes, a couple of wheel routes. Mm. That's all you got to do. Mm. You've got three. You've got three progressions to look at, and if nothing's there, throw it away. That's too much for some quarterbacks, but yeah. But that's an easy scheme. That's all you have to do. Sure. And they did that probably for his first 10, 15 games. They can't do... They're not doing that now because you're looking and they're playing gadget plays with um, Trey Burton. They're doing exactly the same with... Um, Cohen. Cohen. There's proper wide receivers there as well. And it's almost... He's playing like you would expect any other quarterback and he's sinking. Yeah. He's looking worse and worse. So, Jim... You were right. He's gash. Thank you. And they need to get rid of him. <laughs> and hang <on. laughs> They need to get rid of him. They need to pick up someone else. Why wait till? Why wait for the next draft? They're not going to be picking up high enough. The only guy they're going to get high enough this next time is probably Steven Montez from Colorado. He's not. They're not going to be picking up any of the elite guys because they're not picking high enough. Uh, yeah, it's, so, a, it's a pickle. It's yeah, a pickle. There's there's guys out there they could be and probably should be trading for. Watch, right watch them not move on from Mitchell Trubisky for at least another year, maybe two. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens at the Seattle Seahawks because this was 
A surprising result, 30-16 to 16 the Ravens won this game. And Lamar Jackson, for a quarterback, he's a great running back. Completed 9, of 20, up, nine of 20 throws completed. 143 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. A QBR of 75. But he had 14 carries for 116 yards, one touchdown, one fumble. But uh, he was the difference with his legs. And the Seattle Seahawks would not stop him the entire game. He wasn't the difference. What was the difference then? Uh, the Ravens secondary was the difference. <laughs> that Ravens secondary now, call cool, blimey geezer mate, that is a secondary and a half. Marcus Peters Marcus getting a Peters, pick six in his first game. Earl Thomas, Marlon Humphreys, Brandon Carr, come on. It is, that is, I mean we used to look at the secondaries of years gone past of the Steelers going, Jesus Christ, you can't throw it, you can't run it, what are you meant to do against them? Mm. You're looking at that now with the Ravens, same thing. They are so good in the secondary. I mean, they kept Russell Wilson below a 50% completion average. No one does that. He did have a bad game, did Russell Wilson. But did he? Yeah. Or was he not allowed to have a good game? (laughs) He doesn't usually have that game, though, Dave. And yeah, UK. He doesn't usually. I'm giving credit to the Baltimore Ravens defense, all right? I bet it's done that. It does that. But I'm still (laughs) going to do it because I'm I'm fair and balanced, like Fox News. Yeah, right. So... (laughs) So I do think the Ravens' defense did step up, but you've got to say that Mark, uh, Lamar Jackson looked like the best player on the field. Offensively, yes. Well, yeah, he's only playing on offense, so that's well, all he yeah, can do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I do think he was the difference. He was looked like Cam Newton a couple of years ago, you know, where they were covering Ooh, everyone. No. Yeah, the Seahawks were covering everyone, but he just wheeled out and just ran for twenty odd yards. A time. I think the difference was Cam Newton would look and go, "Can I throw it? Can I throw it? No, I'm going to run." Yeah. Lamar Jackson pulls out and goes, can I run? Can, can I, I run? run? Now nah, I'm oh, going to throw, throw it. it. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think there's anything wrong with what they're doing. Nah, it's I, working. Ish. It's working. He's I, he's the second highest score. They're the second highest scoring team in the league. So it's not as though what they're doing isn't working. They've got great tight ends who can block and receive. Mark, Mark Andrews had a pretty terrible week this week. I think he dropped a few. Yeah, he did. Um, but they've still got, is it Hunter on the other side? I can't remember what he's... Um, oh, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, that was it. I think in Hunter Henry. Double H, <laughs> no, that's what no. it is. He's Chargers. Um, but yeah, they've got very, very good tight ends. The, their line is superb as well. Their offensive line's brilliant. I think uh, James Daniels was a guy who I saw yes. a couple of times who was blocking for fun. I think he put someone on his back at one point as well. It looked amazingly good. So I, I think they're a team who really have to be taken seriously. I think they'll win your division. I think they just will because yeah. there's no one in. I don't think you guys are going to be. We're, we're too them. far back to really come back in. And, and win it. I know the Browns beat them, but that was a weird game. I think the divisional Browns, games you've got. Yeah, to kind the of Browns take put forty on them, which was a bit weird. And I think I don't see the Browns getting anywhere near them. If I'm honest, no. I think they'll win it, and I think they'll be potentially dangerous in the playoffs. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder over what happened in the playoffs last year, and it'll be an interesting game. But I think he's like the fourth or fifth. Um, He's currently the sixth uh, NFL rusher in the league, 576 yards, and he will break the record. He's on he's on target for like 1,400 yards this season, which for a quarterback is amazing. Yeah, well, throw M- a bit more, mate. MVP. Why did he have to? Oh, <laughs> well, because that's what a quarterback's supposed to do, Dave. Is it? Yeah. Mm. They, they're changing the laws. Why? They ran Tim Tebow out of the league. For doing this, <laughs> I'm quite happy with I'd, Tim Tebow out the league. I'd love to spend some time on this next game, but um, Simon's not here. So the Philadelphia Eagles got beaten by the Dallas Cowboys, 37 points to 10. Eagles fumbled on their first two possessions, and Dallas returned both of those uh, favors for touchdowns. Amari Cooper, five of five catches for 106 yards. Zeke almost got as many rushing yards as the Eagles managed. Fairly comprehensive. Carson Wentz losing those two fumbles. Dak Prescott. One touchdown, one interception, but a QBR and rating of 100.5. I think Carson Wentz this season, and this is going to sound like I'm dogging on Simon's team when he's not here, but sure. he's been the guy who's disappointed me most. Because I think he's oh, an, yeah. he's an elite quarterback, there's no doubt about it. He has fewer passing yards this season than Lamar Jackson does. <laughs> he does. That's a, that's a fact. I know, it's just funny you say it. It's not really funny. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey doesn't look like the guy that he was seasons ago. I mean, it's just a bit yeah. weird, and I don't know the reason why. I mean, I wish he was here so he'd be able to say, oh, "This is what's happening. This is what's happening." 
Not I, here this week. Should be back next week. Yeah, I just don't. I I'm a bit disappointed because I quite like watching the Eagles. These are two very topsy turvy teams because yeah. one week the Cowboys getting beaten by the Jets, and next week they're beating the Eagles, and the Eagles just the same. They they lose games they should win, and they win games they should lose. And there's something interesting. You can't so pin them down. I mentioned um, I mentioned this before. So an article was written um, by a Dallas journalist, and what he said was every time that Dak's under center. Um, taking the snap directly, right? He hands it off. Okay. And every time, or almost every time, he takes a shotgun. He throws it. Right. And this was published, and <laughs> everyone knew it. Yeah. And in his following game, was sitting there watching it, and the amount of times he didn't do that was Just hilarious. To... Right. Okay. And he threw. I think that week he threw three or four interceptions. It was that week he had a really bad game. Oh, okay. And all of them were coming out of center, throwing it and intercepting it. And his completion percentage throwing off center was like 40... No, sorry. His quarterback rating was like yeah. 41. Right. Throwing it out of shotgun, it was the usual 110, 120 that he normally gets. This week, his quarterback rating thrown out of center when off center was about 120, 130. So it's obviously something that he's been working on. So it's something that someone's called him out on. Two, three weeks later, he's changing his game. Well, that's I good to see. Yeah, absolutely great to see. I don't. He's a more professional, Dak Prescott. I don't like Dak in the sense of I don't think he's elite. I don't think he's no anything special. But he'll he'll yeah. do well. For, he'll do well for him. He's 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 just another Tony Romo. He's not <laughs> the guy at the top of the deck. Oh, just another Tony Romo. No, but he's yeah. not the guy at the top of the deck. Bengals will kill for a Tony Romo. Bengals will kill for quite a lot right <laughs> yeah. now. Run downhill. Uh, the thirty seconds on this game, then the New York Jets. At home, apparently, nope. to the New England Patriots, nope. and uh, thirty-three to nothing to New England. It was um, just well. Have you ever seen someone taken behind a woodshed? <laughs> and uh, that's what happened here. I'm not talking about the game. No, three touchdowns for Sunny Michelle. No comment. No. <laughs> nope. What was it? Shouldn't be allowed. Four interceptions on uh, Sam Darnold. Don't care. No and, one cares yeah. about the Patriots. No one likes the Patriots. No. No one likes football likes the Patriots. Tremaine Johnson got the pick on uh, Tom Brady. So good to see there. One touchdown for Tom Brady. One interception. I, I love the fact they do one thing. Yeah. <laughs> they do, do one thing. They do one thing, they one thing. thing that you call what a thing. I love it. What a thing. Uh, well, the one thing they usually do is lose to the Patriots. The, so uh, they manage The one thing one. I did want to speak about in this game is... Um, we said we weren't going to talk about it. No, I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about on, something quickly, that's quickly, popped quickly. about. Is with uh, Sam Donald was on the mic. Oh, throwing at ghosts. Yeah. yeah. And do you think this should have been broadcast? Yeah. Why? This is like in F1 when they put the radio on, the chatter from the, the drivers. I love hearing what the drivers are thinking in the car because it looks very serene on the outside. And you want to hear what they're talking about. Exactly the same on the sideline. You want this kind of interaction with the players. You want to get closer to them, know what they're thinking. Obviously, you don't want your quarterback to say that he's seeing ghosts when yeah. he's he's throwing the ball because he's only seeing ghosts in white shirts. Yeah. And, uh and attacking them, but uh, yeah, the thing no, is, I don't mind the fact they sh- they broadcast it. Okay, it's live. The thing with this is, well, no, th- you don't know what he's going to say. No, no, no. But they don't broadcast what he's saying live. That's broadcast afterwards. They're not showing it on TV live, seeing what he's saying. This is afterwards them when they're releasing it. Yeah, now, it's, it's, it's ES- important to say. In the- it's ESPN who has signed the contract with the NFL, not yeah. with the individual teams. And they make a decision. There's a contract that's been written to say that they will not release anything and they will not broadcast anything that's harmful to either a player or a team. Is having your starting franchise quarterback, is having him on TV broadcast saying, I'm seeing ghosts, not (laughs) harmful to him? And if if you're then the owner or the head coach or the GM of that franchise, are you not going to be... Saying, well, we're, we're just not going to mic up anymore. We're just not going to do it. Well, you know, I I personally don't mind it. When you talk about harm, that's subjective, isn't it? In terms of what's harmful. Exactly, which is why it's, it being stated in the contract is complete nonsense. It, I just, I just, it doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm fine with it. Mm. I don't see how it's really harmful to him. You know, last week they were praising him for beating the Cowboys, so you can't have it only one way. You can't only be whitewashing a performance. But having a, having a starting franchise quarterback saying, I'm seeing seeing ghosts, is something that some people are going to be able to levy it in for quite a while. Just do better next week, they'll forget about it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Let's move on then, Dave. Let's talk about the results. It's the uh, Kings picks against Howard last week. 
Uh, so week seven, King got eight, right? Is that it? That's it. He got eight. Jesus. Howard got nine. Get, Get in, Howard. I mean, you should do better than that. But we're pulling well it back. The people are pulling it back, Dave. <laughs> By one. <laughs> By one. They they picked the same teams apart from the one game, which yeah, was the Vikings-Lions. That's a fair point. King went for the Lions and Howard went for the Vikings. So there we go. That was the that was the win. And it means the King is on 67 points overall. People are on 64. No one would notice if you added a couple on to, <laughs> to the people's picks. No one, no one would notice. cheat. Well... If you're not cheating, you're not trying. You should know that being a Steelers fan. Uh, oh. Ow. Well, that's uncalled for. <laughs> Fine. Fine. You want to be like that? Mm-hmm. Let's move on to week eight then, shall we? Yeah. And uh, this week we've got Nick, who is a Dolphins fan, amazingly, mm-hmm. doing the picks for the first time ever for us. Um, we've got only two teams on the bye. That's the Cowboys and the Ravens. I don't have the King's picks here in front of me. It's not here. I'll do I'm going to ask your opinion, obviously, Ooh, and then we'll get okay. what Nick's doing, um, and then we'll post up the uh, the results on jimandtheking.com. But uh, the first game is Thursday night. It's the Washington Redskins at the Minnesota Vikings. Mm, return of the Cousins. Mm. Playing against his former Revenge team. match. Um, I don't particularly see how Washington are going to get anything out of this game. Where is it? It's it's in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, that makes it even harder. I was trying to make a case for Washington here. Um, that defense looked okay. I know it's a kind of a, a yep. nullified game, but they I did mean, look all right against the 49ers. They don't look defensively. They look fine. I just yeah. don't see them putting enough points on the board to be able to keep pace. Okay. So you go for the Vikings. Even if, there. even if the Vikings did nothing but run it, yeah, every single play and told them we're just we're going to run, run it. it I still don't see them being able to keep pace. Um, has it been announced who's starting, whether it's Haskins or whether it's Keenum or the other one, Colt McCoy or what? It, it's still Keenum as far as I'm aware. I'm definitely going Vikings. Sorry, right. sorry Redskins fans. Uh, Nick went Vikings. for the Vikings as well. Mm. So next up, it's the New York Giants at the Detroit Lions. Oh, God. Um, Lions. Yeah, Lions. Nick's gone for Lions yeah. too. I think that's Central. the safe pick there. Then it's the LA Chargers at the Chicago Bears. Bears. Because well, that was the quick. Oh shit! You just slammed Trubisky as someone that you're giving up on. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, let me get this straight. I think the Chargers will probably win. What? I want the Bears too, so I'm going Bears. Okay, right. Nick's gone for the Bears as well. Yeah, yeah they're both teams don't want to win at the moment. Then it's the Arizona Cardinals at the New Orleans Saints. So the Cards on the three-game win streak, and they're going into the black hole. I heard as well that Breeze is apparently throwing now. And they're expecting they to come are, back. They're talking about him coming back, but why would you rush it when you've got Teddy Bridgewater on a five-game win streak, whatever it is? Yeah, not lost a game yet. Uh, Saints, I would go for. Saints would be the sensible pick there as well. Nick yep. has done that sensible pick. Next game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Tennessee Titans. So back um, to the bye week after the uh, loss in London. Titans got their win last week. I think the Titans... Suddenly you're on the Titans train. No, I said a while ago the Titans are good. No, the thing that worries me is the protection that's being offered to Jameis Winston. Yeah. He's been sacked 25 times. But then again, he's top with 25 sacks and also top with 25 sacks is Marcus Mariota and he's played a game less. He's not playing now. So what we're going to be seeing there is two absolutely gash offensive lines. It's going to be (laughs) sack happy. So... We'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, Titans have the better running back, so and I don't like Peyton Barber, so I'm gonna go Titans. But Ronald Jones. All right, mm. next one for the Titans as well. Uh, Seahawks at Falcons. Uh, Seahawks because the Falcons <laughs> are shit. <laughs> ow! I mean, I, yeah, that's right, but ow, still. Yeah, but Matt Ryan is he going to be playing? Yeah. Is he? he went yeah, off injured so. after a, about a minute. Him or Matt Schaub? Yeah. Oh Jesus Ooh, Christ! I mean, yeah, yeah. Nick's uh, gone for the Seahawks. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles are at the Buffalo Bills. Um, mind says Eagles, heart says Bills. Always follow your heart, son. They're going for the Bills. Yeah. All right. Nick's gone for the Eagles. I don't know. I don't want to call that game because that's actually quite tough. Yeah. The Oakland Raiders are at the Houston Texans. Texans. Did you just hear Raiders? Texans. Um, you're ready to say Texans. Texans. Right. Okay. Nick's gone for the Texans. The New York Jets are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Christ. Um, <laughs> oh, God, that's a dirty game. Is that, is, that's not a London one, is it? 
No. Uh, no, I'm going to the London one course. You are. One. That's coming up next. I will go Jags. I think Jags are stronger in almost every position. <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah, Nick's gone for the Jags as well. Yeah. Then it's the Cincinnati Bengals at the LA Rams I mean, at London Wembley, I mean, which you're going to. London games have a Wembley games especially. Yeah, they have a history and a reputation for being blowouts. Not as much recently, sometimes, historically, sometimes there's been some big blowouts there. Sure, this could be the biggest. I'm not joking. <laughs> this could be huge. So a Bengals win, you're going for you? Bengals all the way. <laughs> okay. Andy Dalton's going to beat that seven touchdown record. Nick's also gone for the Rams. Yeah. This should be a good one. It's the Carolina Panthers at the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Two tough I, defenses here. I think the defensive line of the 49ers could be the difference. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go 49ers. I just think, keep on the streak. Yeah, I think 49ers will keep... White hot. They're just... They're doing everything right, and if they can w- come out of well, if they can come out of last week's game with a win, <laughs> it shows that they're being coached correctly. So, oh, they're definitely being coached. Yeah, correctly. yeah, I think they're absolutely fine. I think I think the Forty Nineers will come out of a W in that game. It's a horse off Broncos at Colts. Mm. Mm. We don't travel well. <laughs> we don't travel well. Or um, home well. <laughs> and we have two real fit wide receivers at the moment. Um, Jawan Winfrey still not one hundred percent. Um, Broncos <laughs> obviously I think I missed saying that Nick went for the uh, the 49ers obviously uh, in the last game and so you're going for Broncos Nick's yeah. gone for the Colts because that's the sensible pick I always go for the Broncos man Come yeah on. I know <laughs> boy. how about this one then the Cleveland Browns off their bye not a chance in the world the New England win. Patriots not a chance the pa- I saw a stat the Patriots haven't lost to a one or two year starter in the last 20 games in the last okay. 20 times they've played a one or two year starter they've not lost so you're going for the Patriots it's going to be 21 soon at home yeah right not a chance two games left the Sunday night game is the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs uh, if okay caveat if Mahomes is playing Chiefs if not that's disrespectful for Matt Moore. Yeah. I think he's a pretty good backup quarterback. Cool. So you're going for the Packers, are you? If he's not playing, yeah. Hedging your bets like a pro. Do you know what? Nick's no. going for the Packers. No, screw it. I'm going Packers. Right, straight up Packers. Straight up Packers. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, Nick's gone for that one as well, and he went for the Patriots before that. I keep missing it. The Monday night game. Then it's his Miami Dolphins at my Pittsburgh Steelers. Dolphins, straight up. I'm going with him. Dolphins. You're just saying that because I'm here. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. Well, Nick, am. in the fine tradition of picking for the people, he's gone with the Steelers. Yeah. So, that's what you do. You go against your team. Yeah. So Apart from Mark the Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Like I said, on the bye week, it's the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah, make sure if you're listening to this on YouTube that you're liking and subscribing. Leave a comment below to say how wrong Denver Dave is on picking the Broncos to win against the Colts. I love you. And know. any other pick ends. I will well. love you know that's not all I'm wrong on. I've been wrong <laughs> loads of times in this pod. What are you talking about? And make sure you're subscribing to the podcast, Jimmy yeah, King do, NFL do podcast. Do the review thing as well. Do leave, the view thing. Yeah, reviews. Leave reviews on iTunes and stuff. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Awesome. Do all of that kind of stuff. Do that because why not? You know, you've got. You've, you've spent an hour or so listening to this podcast. You can spend two minutes just doing that. Just do it. Just that solid, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah, we, we record every week. So yeah, make sure you listen to that. Um, thanks. And so until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah.